when do you wake up in the morning? What makes you wake up in the morning? Is it your children school, going to school that makes you wake up in the morning? Is it your children's education that makes you wake up in the morning? Is it your job that makes you wake up in the morning? What makes you wake up in the morning? When it is day and your eyes are open, what gets you out of that bed? What is the motivation? Why did you get up in the morning? Why did you go out in the morning? Why did you wake up? Why did you rise up? Is it because your family must eat? So you need to get up to go and find something for them to eat. Is that why you wake up in the morning? If I don't go, the family won't eat. Is that why you are going out? This is a question I put before us this morning to answer. Why you wake up in the morning? Even if, there, if, if, if the things I have mentioned are the reasons why you wake up every morning, then I've come to tell you, you wake up for the wrong reasons. What then is the proper reason to wake up? I'm glad you asked, although you didn't ask, but I'm glad you did. You see, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. And this morning we would like to read Matthew 6 and the 33rd verse. Matthew 6 verse 33. Which reads, these are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. Matthew 6 verse 33. He says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, if you go to the verse 25, you will see that he makes the same statement. Verse 25 of the same book of Matthew 6. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body. For ye, what ye shall put on, it's not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. We oftentimes consider Matthew 6.33 on its own. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But then when you do that, what happens is you seem to lose the real sense or value or the effectiveness of verse 33. If verse 33 is going to make much sense, now these are the words of Christ Jesus himself. So I would want us to look at verse 31. 
that puts 33 in its proper context. Look at it. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Same as verse 25. What shall we drink? Without shall we be clothed. That means, do not become concerned about what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you will use to clothe yourselves. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. You see, the point he makes here is this. He's saying, um, if you are going to worry, if you're going to be concerned about anything, therefore take no thought saying, verse 31, what we shall eat, what we shall drink, what we shall be clothed. Then in verse 32, after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles is what we will call today the heathen or the unbelievers. Hallelujah. Well, they seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. Who knows? Your heavenly Father knows you have need. Your heavenly Father is aware that you have need of all these things. God is not saying what he says in the 33rd verse because he is not aware of what we need in our lives. It is because he is aware of what we need in our lives that he says, but seek first my kingdom and its righteousness and my, so, and my righteousness. It is because he's aware of the things you need. It is because he's aware of your concerns. It's because he's aware of the food you need, the money you need, all the things you need. Because he is well aware. That is why he says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Now he, you, you, you can see that he used the word first. First. But seek ye first. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. Now seek ye first indicates that. that why, why the word first? Why don't you just say seek? But say first. He is aware that we being people. If you tell us not to worry, we will worry. The word in verse 31, when he said, take no thought, it means have no anxieties. Do not worry about them. Don't let them stress you out. Don't let them be the reason why. That, that, don't let them occupy your mind. And it's eating you up. The reason why you are up early and late at night to bed. 
He says, if I tell you not to bother about anything, people being people, they will still be bothered about something. So let me give you something to bother about. My kingdom and my righteousness. Let these things rather be your main concern. Hallelujah. Is someone hearing what Jesus is saying here? You will be concerned even if I ask you, don't, don't. If I ask you, live a life without bothering about anything. But how can that be? I, I, I need to be concerned about something. So, well, okay, go ahead. Be concerned about my kingdom and my righteousness. Because you can't live without being concerned about something. You can't live without having something on your mind. People being people. So, this is what I would have. I would have you to have. You could, so, you, you're going to be bothered about anything. Be bothered about my kingdom and my righteousness. But, are you saying every Christian isn't this, a, isn't this supposed to be for pastors and prophets and evangelists and teachers and um, apostles? Since they are the, you know, they are the called that one, they are, they are the ones that, that, that spend all their life thinking about the things of God and then we just come in here on Sunday and then we go away and, and I'm an architect, you know, you know, I'm a businessman, you know, I am a computer analyst, uh, I am a banker, I am a whatever. See, this is what God has called me to, to do. God called me, God formed me at the beginning of life and designed me and then wired me and, breathed, and put a spirit in me so that I'll, I'll become a computer analyst. And then here on this earth, all I do is I see computer and I analyze computer and I bring things out. And, and that's what, that's so when I stand before God, God is going to say, well done, computer analyst. You analyze things for people. They're able to use software. It's brilliant, wonderful. Wonderful job. You're a banker. You make sure you, you pay people on time. Well done. Hallelujah. Angels, let's all clap for him. Well done. No. No, no. God have mercy. So he says, this is the lie Satan wants us to believe. That you see, this is not my area. You know, I, 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 I only come to hear the word of God and, and then I go away. No, you ain't coming to hear the word of God. The Bible says you're a saint. You're a peculiar people. You are a royal nation, hallelujah. A holy nation set apart unto God. Peculiar. Peculiar means you are unique. You are not like anyone else. All the people, he says, these are the things they think about all day. This is what makes them wake up in the morning. This is what drives them. But you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, so what does he mean by kingdom? Kingdom. Kingdom. When Jesus began to preach, 
Actually, it's talking about John, John the Baptist in Matthew 3, verse 2. John the Baptist talk, talked about the kingdom of God, repent, for the kingdom of God is near, right? And then in Luke 10, 9, 9 Christ also, also talked about the same thing. Uh, you know, the kingdom of God has appeared unto you. Repent, that you may enter the kingdom of God. So he started talking about the kingdom coming. The kingdom coming. Glory be to God. And then in Matthew 21, verse 31 and 32, Jesus said something to the high class Pharisees and Sadducees. He said, sinners, harlots, and adulteresses are going into the kingdom of God before you. Because you've made up yourself in such a way that you can't go in. The publicans and the hallows go into the kingdom of God before you. Whilst you are God of mercy. Amen. And then in, in, um, when, he sent his, when he sent his disciples in, in Luke 10, 19, he said unto them, Go, heal the sick, preach the word, saying, The kingdom of God is come unto you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You see, and then in Matthew 12, verse 28, in Matthew 12, verse 28, he said, still contending with these high-class Pharisees, he said, they were accusing him of, of casting out devils by evil spirits. And he said unto them, if I cast devils by the power of Beelzebub, then what power do your children cast out devils? But if, I cast out devils by the finger of God. Then the kingdom of God has come. Then it means that the kingdom of God has appeared. God's kingdom has appeared. So when we're talking about the kingdom of God, so and Christ said, the kingdom of God has come. So what is this kingdom? When we're talking about the kingdom of God, we are talking about the rule of God. The rule. The rule of God. The Lord Jesus Christ says, so when he says that the kingdom of God has appeared, what he's saying is that God's rule has appeared. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, but you'll say, but, Hasn't God's kingdom been around all along? Well, he said, the kingdom of God has now come. So all along, what, what, what was there then? You know, to understand this very well, you will need to go to Daniel chapter 2, verses, 40, uh, verses 29 to 45. In Daniel 2, 29 to 45, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And in this dream, he sees an image. This image had a head of gold and had a breast, a breast and a, like this top part of silver and then had the, um, had the thighs and other parts of brass and then the legs were iron and the feet was iron and clay. And that the, the, the dream, Daniel 2, 29-45, the dream disturbed Nebuchadnezzar very much. So he called for people to interpret 
First of all, they should tell him what the dream is all about and they couldn't that, blah, blah, blah. And then Daniel came up and then Daniel gave him the interpretation. And then they said, actually, God showed you what is to happen. Now, as he dreamt, he also saw that a stone was cut from somewhere, from, from nowhere. Actually, from a mountain without a hand. This stone, it hit the feet of this image and the whole thing collapsed. Then Daniel gave an interpretation and said, Nebuchadnezzar, God has made you a king of kings. Made you king of nations. You are that head of gold. Your kingdom is a kingdom of gold. So you are the head. After you, another kingdom shall come. It will be a kingdom of silver. So about four kingdoms. After you, another kingdom shall come. That will be made of, that will be made of brass. And then a fourth kingdom shall come. Which we believe to be Rome. That will be a kingdom of iron. But the feet, this kingdom will, have, will be divided, will have um, sub di divisions. So part will be, the feet will be iron, part will be um, clay. But after all these kingdoms, God will set up another kingdom which he will not give to people to rule. He will be the ruler of this kingdom himself. It will be like a stone has been cut from a mountain. It will come and strike the feet, which is clay. Because it is clay, it will collapse, and the whole thing will collapse. And this new kingdom, which comes about, will be forever and ever. And it will not be given to men to rule. That means God himself is going to rule it. And I believe that's the reason why the book of Nizah thought, Kai, Tafiaka, no, you know what? I will make sure this, this kingdom, because... The kingdoms are going to collapse because the bottom one was clay. I will make everything gold. So he thought he could change the dream by making the whole statue gold and did everything gold. Everybody should worship so that the stone can break gold. But what God has said, He has said. You can decide to make it whatever. So it collapsed. Now all these all these kingdoms have come and gone. And now Christ came and he said, um, John Baptist and Christ came and said, now the kingdom of God has appeared. This kingdom which shall be forever has appeared. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. This kingdom is not a is not United Kingdom. This kingdom is not US. This kingdom is not any other empire on this earth. It is God's own kingdom. Which has come. Glory be to God. Now it is this kingdom. Which God talked to up in Daniel. That Christ is talking about here. That this kingdom has come. That we are to seek this kingdom first. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now. This kingdom. You cannot see with your eyes. Hello. Jesus Christ said, it has not come with observation. If you, if, if you, look, at, um, if you look at Luke 17 verse 20, Jesus Christ will say something like, this kingdom does not come with observation. That means you do not try to see this kingdom by making use of your ocular mus uh, 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 muscles in your eyes. 
trying to screen your eyes and some words. You won't see it like that. This kingdom is experienced in your soul. It is experienced, felt, and its rule is also upon your soul because it is God's rulership. It's not a physical thing that you see, but it is made up today of human, of people like you and me. So it is a spiritual kingdom. It's invisible. It is invisible. You can't see it, but it is there, but made up of people like you and me. Hallelujah. The Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. The power is the Holy Spirit. The angels are the, are, are the military. There are also seraphims and cherubims and all that in, in, this, in this kingdom. It's a powerful kingdom compared to none. Now you can decide to be, to associate yourself with a particular kingdom. But that kingdom is of no use at the moment. The reigning kingdom now is the kingdom of God. The kingdom to be concerned with is the kingdom of God. By the same Daniel says, the kingdom of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So every kingdom is passing away. The kingdom to be concerned now is the kingdom of God. The church, in a sense, is a representation of this kingdom. So when we are talking about a church and things about a church, don't take it for granted how about what is a church. That is a kingdom that's going to be forever and ever. Hallelujah. We are in it from here till eternity. So if you want to identify with anything permanent, it's the kingdom of God. Hello. That's why he says, if you are laying up treasures in any bank, Swiss bank, whatever, they shall fail. But there's one kingdom. When you lay the treasures in, you're going to reap it later on. Glory be to God. So because there are many people who are so concerned with the earthly kingdom. I'm, I'm a citizen of, of US. I'm a, I'm a British. I am a German. I am a... No, no. I am a heaven alien. Hallelujah. I belong to heaven. Praise God. That is a kingdom to be concerned about. That is a kingdom to be proud to belong to. Hallelujah. If there is any kingdom to be proud of or to be, to, be, to, to be proud that you belong to, it should be the kingdom of God. Not any earthly, because all these things are passing away. Is someone hearing me today? Because oftentimes, we busy ourselves with the earthly kingdom. All these ones are over now. They are over. They are old school, if we should put it in, the, in modern terms. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you see, so like local churches, we are kind of like a, a physical representation. So when the things we do in the, in, the, in the kingdom of God, in the church of God, in the house of God, should be things that should that get you utmost attention. Hello. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So he's saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Praise God. So this kingdom is spiritual. It's invisible. You, you can't see it. But it is made up of members who are physical. Like us here, sitting here. Praise God. How many of us here are members of this kingdom of Christ? I am. I am. I am. You see, so just like... So, it's just like... 
this earthly kingdom, you do jobs. In this kingdom of God also, there are jobs to be done. There are tasks to be done. There are things to interest yourself with. Praise Jesus. The only difference between, but there's a difference between God's kingdom and earthly kingdoms. With the earthly kingdoms, the jobs and the tasks you, you take on to do, you get your reward here and now, and that's it. But with the kingdom of God, when you engage yourself in the kingdom of God, the things you do, you get your reward here. Hallelujah. You get some of, some of the reward here. And then afterwards, hallelujah. <laughs> Peter said, have we left all and there's nothing for us? Christ said, no, 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 no. Anybody who has left all these things will receive much more. But then, out there in glory too, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I'm finished, I'll come and get you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see, so, if you work extra hours as a banker, all you're going to get is your bonus. Maybe some tips. And we spend all of our time trying to do, you know, you are the foreman, you are the captain, you are the team leader, whatever. And you, I mean, you put all your effort in, the, in, in that thing. You, you wake up in the morning and I know I'm Docklands. And I get there, Docklands. And drink. And that, that's all you're thinking about. And then they pat your shoulder and say, oh, well done. And the day you say you are ill, you say, what do you mean by you are ill? You, you lazy man. So when you, as, much, as long as you are doing the job, they like you. The day you say you're not well, they talk bad about you. They talk bad about you. That is the kingdom of this earth for you. But you see, so let me put it this way. If you spend all your time working as a banker, giving all, all the cashes, you are not, Christ is not, government is not building anything for you because you are a banker. But if you busy yourself with the interest of God's kingdom, let's say you make so win that, let's say your priority, bringing souls into the kingdom of God, then hey, he said, I make sure I cater for you here on this earth. And I'm also preparing for you, building something for you, and I'll come and get you. Hallelujah. Is anyone hearing me this morning? Because it is time we realize what we are in. If we don't understand the kingdom we are in, we will take the kingdom for granted and think that, oh, well, we are doing something just for something. So when I like, I show up. When I like, I do something. No. You've got it all mixed up. And it's because we've got it all mixed up. That's why most Christians are struggling. Because what they ought to put first, what they ought to make priority in their lives, they've made, not even secondary, they've made tenth. God have mercy. You see, God's kingdom involves his rule, his work, his, his, um, his values, his principles, his commands. So there are, it, it involves many, many things, God's kingdom. And we are to make all these things number one. 
First means make it a priority. Make it number one in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So in the kingdom. Getting souls into his kingdom is God's priority. So we make that number one in our lives. Not making money. But my child needs a new shoe for school. Make winning souls your priority. Not that. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, he wants his word to be obeyed. So make that priority number one in your life. Amen? Amen. Is someone hearing me? Yes. Tell someone, make, his, make obeying his word priority in your life. You see, he wants us to fellowship as a church together. Do not neglect the assembling of yourself together. But every little excuse we, we, we use, my little toe hurt, hurts. My cat died. So I'm grieving for my cat, so I can't be in service today. The pastor is probably preparing, preparing to come and share. Maybe he's even praying for the service. And in the middle of the prayer, you ring with, an, with, an, with, an, with such an agency. He picks the phone. Stop talking to God about the rest of the people who are coming for the service. And then he say, Pastor, I guess call you to, to say, um, 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 my friend has come from the U.S. He, uh, he's, a, he's a prime minister's son. He has come to visit me. And so today um, I'm taking him to Trabaca Square. So we are, we are not coming. The whole family is not, is, not, is not coming. And then the pastor says, okay, all right, bye. People who are coming for the service, you have hindered what they were to, supposed to receive just to give that announcement. And, and some will not even tell you at all. Well, well, it, it's only a church. We, we, we only go when we, when, we, when, we, when we feel like. No, it's wrong. It, 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 it means you have made other things number one priority. Hello? Am I teaching good? Yes. Um, like I told you last week, I teach in, in, the, in the church, we talk about the spiritual things. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't come to talk about, you know, um, you know, how to make friends and keep them and, you know, how to cut your nails and how to groom yourself to be nice. No, men of glory will do those kind of things and how to groom us. Men of glory will do that. But when I come here on Sunday, I'm coming to talk about spiritual things that will bless your life. Praise God. Things that will take your life forward. Things that will, you know, things that will make you angry. So why is the pastor talking like that? I'm talking like that so you become angry. Why? What right has he got to talk to me like that? Yeah, the Holy Ghost gave him the right. And actually God was speaking to me. Praise God. I said, what I need to do is change. But I don't want to change. Well, then that's your issue. One day when your soul leaps we can never die, leave this body, you will stand before God and give an account. And God will say, do you remember 23rd of June, 2019? When the pastor was preaching about making priority my kingdom, what did you do with it? The world pastor, um, he spoke so sharp. He should have so spoken a bit softly. That's why I didn't listen. And God will say, well, then you've got yourself here, isn't it? So now what, what are you going to do? You ain't going back. And there's nothing for you. 
He wants us to pray to him. Let's, let's make that number one. Because some of us don't pray. You don't pray at all. You don't pray. You just get up. I mean, you, 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 you don't recognize God as God in your life. You run on the energy. You, 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 you run your life on glucose. You run your life on starch, vitamins, proteins. Do you know what I mean? You run your life on the things you put in your tummy. And so you realize that inside you, you are not happy. You are disturbed. You are frustrated. You are not sure. Life is a bit so. And you, are you wondering? Go to your God. Go to God in prayer. Talk to Him. Have fellowship with Him. Let Him impart something into your life. Hallelujah. Some of the uncertainties. Talk to him and say, God, I'm really unsettled. My heart is not at peace. God, and like Augustine said, our heart is not at rest until it finds its place in thee. Until the person rests in God. There is no, there is no peace to the wicked, says the Lord. And the wicked person is the one who does not recognize God in his life. He thinks that he's all great and mighty. I don't need God. Hey! God have mercy. He wants people to be delivered, set free from the power of Satan. Look at Acts. Acts 26 verse 18. You see, he wants people to be, to be delivered from the power of darkness and from the power of Satan. Make this your priority. Make this your number one thing to seek for. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. Can you see? He said to Paul, to open their eyes and turn them from, the, from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. He sent him what? To turn people from what? The power of Satan unto what? That means some people are held under the power of Satan. He wants them to be free from that. Come to God. Turn them from what? Darkness to light. That means there are some people living under darkness. And they must come into light. And this is what his kingdom is all about. And he wants us to seek this first. Make this your priority. Hallelujah. Make this your priority. Now, let me say this here. So, when we gather together, the thing we discuss should not be your job. How are you doing in school? How are you doing in your nursing work? How are you progressing in your law work? How are you doing in your computer field? What are you doing in your business? In, your, you know, in all your activities? You are... A sales rep, how are you doing? How is it progressing? How are you breaking through? You know, you are, you are the chief security man. How are you? How is it progressing? How, 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 are, you, how are you doing? You are Amazon's um, uh, chief commander. How is, it, how is it going? No, this shouldn't be our discussion. It should be about the kingdom of God. How are we advancing the kingdom of God? 
Because of my time, I just need to just close up here. But let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. That you see, this is just the first part. This is just the first part. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, Solomon sought the kingdom of God. He asked God. God, God asked him, what do you want? And said, Lord, I want wisdom to be able to discern between good and evil so I can judge your people. And God, what did, what did God tell him? In Kings, what we read earlier on. God said, because you did not ask for riches to be a great king, to be that, because isn't that what we most of the time concern our, ourselves with? God, help me to become a great person. I want to be great. I want to be this. I want to be big. I want to be bigger than my sister. I want to be greater than my brother. I want to be the one in my family that's able to do. No. Seek my kingdom. Let my kingdom be your main business. Thinking about how, how many souls are being won. What, who can I bring in? When Solomon did that, God said, because you did not ask for these things, but I've asked for wisdom to judge my people. I will give you riches. I will give you things you've not even asked for. This is why God says, don't seek these things. Don't be troubled about them. Rather, become concerned about my kingdom and I will sort these things out for you. That's why it's a wrong reason to wake up in the, in the morning and be concerned about all. Wake up in the morning thinking about today, what can I do to advance God's kingdom? And the good news is that you're already in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a church. What can I contribute? What can we do as a church? What can we do as a family? Do you often think about the progress of God's kingdom in your family? What can we do as a family? To promote this. I was going to read this to you. But later on. I will talk about it anyway. The, the Shunammite woman. She passed. Elisha passed by her house all the time. And then one day he told the husband. Husband. I think we should build a little house for this man of God. So when he comes here he can rest. Meditate. And then go on with his business. And they did that. And Elisha was tired. God, she's not my woman for me. He said, what do you want? You, 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 you've done this for God's kingdom. What, what do you say? The woman said, I don't need anything. I was just concerned about God's kingdom. That, that, that was all. And then the guy said, no. He, she, she, she hasn't got a child. And then the man of God said, a year by this time, thou shalt embrace a, a son. And the woman said, thou man of God, lie not unto me. This thing I have given it up long time ago. Long time ago. It's now surely, surely, surely. According to the principles of God. If you seek his kingdom first. Oh, he seeks your good too. You will embrace a son. And the Bible says according to the time of life. A year later this woman embraced a son. That was promised to her. God is faithful. If we will turn our attention. Hallelujah. Tell someone, it's time to switch. Tell someone, switch. Switch, switch, switch. Tell him, switch. 
Switch. Switch. It is time to switch to kingdom mode. Switch to the kingdom of God mode. Move away from the earthly mode into the God into, into, into the kingdom of God mode. Switch. It is time to switch. Put a kingdom cup on her. Begin to ask yourself, what as a family, what can we do to push God's work forward? What can we do to promote God's work? Don't be thinking about how, how can we get more money? How can we do that? How can we back her? How can we have our, our children going to school, bus fees, and then bum? Forget about them. Let your concern be the kingdom of God. Can we do this, church? Go from here today. And make a quality decision. Say, as for me and my house, like, like Joshua, we will serve the Lord. We will change our mind into the kingdom mode. Switch. Tell someone, switch. switch. Hallelujah. I came to tell you, it is time to switch. It is time to switch your mode. From thinking about money and um, clothing and, uh, and um, how to, you know, how, how to... Make money and keep it in, uh, you know, how to get on the train and, and how to become the next boss on your job. You are planning your way. You are scheming how to become the next manager. You are scheming how to become the best. You're going to earn more money. Forget about all that. Make the kingdom of God your priority and see what God does. And remember, when God opens a door, no man. And when he closes the door, no man can open it. So if you see God's kingdom first, and he gives you anything, no man can take it away. Let's switch, church. Let's switch. 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 Rise up on your feet. Let's switch. Let's switch. When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what